0: And good afternoon, everyone. Why are you smiling like that, Stacy? I feel like that's so, what I
1: should be doing. That's what I should okay. do. All
0: right. So you are joining us for an episode of Business Acceleration Playbook, where we are bringing you the plays that you need to win in your business. And we're waiting on Chanel Rose to join us today. Angela Buckley had a meeting, so she's unable to attend. And then Ray Baxter will be unavailable today as well, but. So you're going to be in Stacey. Stacey Price, if you all don't know her, we do a couple of other shows together. And she also has a podcast of her own. There's Chanel. Go ahead yes, and add yes. her to the, to the stream there. There we go. i Chanel. We are live. All so, right. hi uh, everybody. Hello. So, so we, I was just introducing Stacy. Stacey, I'll let you tell everyone who you are. So some of the people who watch the show, listen to the show. May not know you,
1: but that way they can get to know you and how Absolutely. great you are. Thanks, Maria. Your camera uh, is also flickering a little bit. Flickering? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Well, you talk while well I fix it. All right. Sounds good. So I'm Stacey Price. I'm the host and founder of Price on Purpose, which is a show focused on helping people with uh, depression, doubt, anxiety. Um, so I do interviews on there. Also, I do spontaneity every Wednesday with Maria Daniels as well which is a show about living life more spontaneously. And what some people may or may not know is that I also have over 17 years of customer care experience and as well as in leadership. So that is who I am. And your camera is so 1980 right now.
0: You, I don't know what's, dude, hold on. Yeah, you just keep talking.
1: All right, and we also have (laughs) Chanel Rose. How are you today, Chanel?
2: Oh, I'm good. You know, we're talking about taking a leap and you yes. know, moving anyway, my eyelashes are currently sticking together. So if you see me frantically blinking, it's because I put the eyelash glue too low. And so now my eyelashes are sticking together. Um, but other than no that, worries. I am well. So you're, you're not winking
0: at anyone, just right? No. Okay. No. We'll just, we'll just no. go through that other. I switched cameras, so I'm going to be glowing. So sorry about that, but I'll just look yeah. angelic now.
2: Oh, <laughs> you definitely have a glow now.
0: Yeah. yeah. The camera there catches the sunlight and it makes me glow. So I usually don't use that
1: one. but Roger Roger. That.
0: All right. So it's not a Monday, but it feels like it because the way the things are going, but that's, that's all right. Cause that's how life is. And that's definitely how business is. But you've got to learn to go with the flow, roll with the punches, because it's, it's going to be part of your business journey. It's going to be part of your life's journey. And if you're just getting started in business, I would rather you go ahead and know that up front than to think that it's going to be just easy peasy, lemon squeezy because it's not. So, but it's going to be great and it's going to be amazing and you're going to get up every day and just keep going forward and, you know, making the best of it. So, all right. So today we were talking about um, just a business foundations level and about some key steps to just going ahead and getting started. Yes. Because I know the biggest thing that I run into with a lot of people is, I feel like they, they, they are in two different parks. Either they are terrified to get started because they're afraid of failure, they're afraid of what's going to happen, the what ifs, the unknown, and all those things. I feel like that's a bigger population. And then I feel like there's another level of people that they just dive in head first and are zero percent prepared. So I feel like you know the, the the like the sweet spot somewhere in the middle, and I, so I think we're gonna talk a little bit about that and some more things. But um, before we really get too deep in this, now for people that don't know who you are, I want you to go ahead and give a little bit of a shout out. I know people that have started listening to the show; they've they've got used to your beautiful face, but let's go ahead and let them know anyway.
2: I'm Chanel Rose. I'm from Chicago. Favorite thing about me: I am a full-time entrepreneur. Specialties are I'm a business coach. I help coach people out of their nine to five into the business of their dreams and focus on everything from mindset to my favorite part, which is how to make money by monetizing your genius. And uh, one of the things I'm working on now is helping people start Airbnbs, which is something I really love. Nice. So I think that, you know, the last few months have gotten me real honest about where I want to be in my life and kind of who I want to take with me. And I realized that far too many people are miserable and, you know, joy should be in there. Mm. Once you figure out the things that make you happy about who you are and learn how to make profits about that is really, then that's when the money is easy. People say, Oh, it's easy to make money as an entrepreneur. That's the sweet spot. It's something you can say, like Maria mentioned, you get up and you do it every day and day. You're happy about the work that you're doing. If you're happy about it, you're making work. If you hate it, I mean, you might be one of those few people who luck up and do things that you hate and you can make money on them. But when you're happy about it or at least about the succession making, it's 10 times easier. It never really feels hard.
0: Right. So
2: that's what I do. That's my specialty. I love working with folks who are ready to take the leap.
0: And I love that. And I love that you've, you've gotten very excited on the Airbnb stuff. And I'm sure throughout the season you're going to be talking a lot about that. Which I love hearing about because. Well, you mentioned earlier that there's different ways to make money, right? And right. some of them you're going to love. That's that's the your purpose, you know, what gets you up in the morning. But for a lot of us, I do have those little side hustles that I enjoy, but I wouldn't say that's my purpose in life. But I am always, always like to hear about, like, the different side hustles and the different things you can do to kind of maximize your earning capabilities. And I'm, you know, a big believer that, you know, we think about, you know, diversifying our portfolio on the back end. But we really need to be thinking about diversifying on the front end, too, because the market is so all over the place. And right. if nothing else has proven that to you, look, the last couple of years with all the COVID right. stuff, and it's just been insanity. So, you know, I really love the idea that we're having these discussions because, you know, even if you, even if you're working a job right now that you absolutely love and you're making great money at it, There's nothing that says you can't have another side hustle that you like. You don't have to love it, but you like and have to be able to do as another income. Absolutely.
1: (laughs) (laughs) All right.
2: So (laughs) I am so sorry if you are watching this. You're like, what is happening with Chanel today? Her life is falling apart. Let me fix my hair one final time. You're gonna
1: be all right. We believe in (laughs) you.
2: It's 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 this side that's giving me the flux, and I also just dropped my AirPod case. I was trying to be coy and put them on. (laughs) (laughs) So
1: you know, it's
0: it's
1: all right. I'll try and edit it out later. Don't worry about it. (laughs) We
0: don't need it. You know, it's it's, real. It's it's real life. Yeah, I think and I think that's the beauty of it, though. Is it's it's not about perfection. You know, it doesn't matter. I don't care if you're listening to Joe Rogan or who's some other famous. I can't think of anybody. I just hear Joe Rogan saying all the time. Rich Roll. Thank you. Stacey, you probably know more than I do. Before I started a podcast, I think I listened to like one podcast episode ever. So I'm not the person to ask. But anyway, the point is, is that, you know, it's not about perfection. And even if you see a lot of these people, if they're speaking and it seems like they've got it all together 100% of the time, I can guarantee you they don't have it together 100% of the time. That Mm -hmm. doesn't exist. So it's like, you know, aim for like the high seventies. That's that's my goal. Right. Like set you know, high seventies and the rest of the time it just is what it is, goes afloat. The life's life's too short to sit and worry about AirPod cases falling and <laughs> all that good stuff. It's just part of it. We've all been there. And I can tell you stories that are way worse than that. So but that's not for today. Today we're gonna talk about just going ahead and throwing it out there and hopefully by now you've figured out that we are very real and that you know we're gonna give you advice. On why you should just go ahead and take the leap, take the jump and make that, you know, dream a reality, whether you're thinking about getting started or whether you're in the middle of your business ownership now and you're not really sure how to scale or how to grow to the next level. You know, some of these tips, I mean, if they're, they're same really across the board. So I know Chanel for you, you've, you've been in the business world for a long time on a corporate level. Um, and now as a business owner yourself. What are some thinking of of it from the business foundation level of just kind of getting started? Did you have hesitations when you were starting your own business or can you kind of give us a little little rundown of that? So, yes,
2: I think I have hesitations every day about everything. It never really goes away. Like I'm making money now. So I think initially the hesitation is how do I make money? And until you can figure out how to make money in your business, you spend a lot of time you know, honestly cementing yourself in a place where you stay stuck at. And the truth of the matter is you don't know how you make money unless you franchise or MLM or there's some perfectly placed product that you have developed. Um, A lot of times you just don't know where it is or like where the money is going to come from. People will like it. Will they like you? And so you go through all of these emotional and social changes. And the truth of the matter is the only way to really get out of the stuck point and to take the leap is to take the leap. So I knew going into it, I thought exactly what I wanted to do. My business to date has gone through like five iterations. And for those of you who aren't familiar with iterations, that means that I've changed what I want to do and how I want to do it at least five times. And as a registered business, I've only been a registered business 12 or 14 months. So yes, every couple of months I've made... Changes about how I want to do business, who I wanted to serve. And that might sound crazy to you if you're just sitting at home thinking about starting a business and you are, you know, fire in the belly. I know for sure I want to do business X. I want to be this kind of coach and serve these kind of people. The truth of the matter is, in the beginning, you seek out those people and you don't really know what their needs are, right? So you're trying Mm. to attract people because you want them. Not because they want you. So that's the first mistake, right? So my hesitation in the beginning was like arrogance. It wasn't really a hesitation. It wasn't really a, I wasn't really stuck. I was just arrogant. I had decided that this is how I want to help people. I had my website. I spent all this time, money, effort, energy on my logo. Oh my God. I spent like a month creating my logo.
0: Mm.
2: Let's plant a flag. No one buys your product because of your logo. I don't care how good your logo looks. I don't care how much you spent on it. No one buys your product because of your logo. Now, someone's going to say, oh, people compliment me me on my logo all the time. Okay, 1%. Fine. (laughs) You know that that's the only place in your life where you are the 1%, where you are the exception and not the rule. The rule is it should be legible. So people should be able to look at it and read happy if it says happy. You know, if it's hot neon pink. People can't see it from a distance i I won't dig deep into like logos don't do's but let me help you if you just go and stick some times new roman on a white backdrop okay put your initials okay right like don't overthink your business name don't overthink your logo but these are all places where i was stuck and i Mm. spent probably a month trying to figure out my logo trying to get the right hex code let me tell you i think i put that logo on my website and maybe on the banner of my Facebook business page. And I haven't used it since. Like, I never put my logo. And sometimes I put it on flyers and stuff for advertisements. But nobody cares about your logo but you. I swear. So you can spend $1,000, have a blast. You can spend $5,000, have a blast. I'm not trying to put anybody out of business. I think that you should care about every component of your business. But I'm a sales-focused kind of person. Packaging matters. Right. So mm-hmm. if you have physical products, like that's when we can start talking about logos and things like that. But for service-based businesses, I mean, maybe people will recognize your logo when they Google it, but the reality is that like that's just not you don't build your brand around your logo. That's something that had me stuck for a very long time. Um, the name of my business is C R. So it's C E A R E. My initials are C R. Now, sounds simple, it's not. People call it care all the time, a carry. I get carry all the time. Never see. I mean, like maybe one in 10 people call it CR, but that's okay because I believe in it. So I'm happy to tell people what it means and what it says. And it looks like care. If you read too fast, it looks like care. Again, it's personal to me, but it could have been easier if I just called myself Rose business coach or whatever, right? Like mm. don't get caught up in things that inherently don't make you money. Google is a strange word. It's a it's a one with what is it a million infinite zeros behind it? I think is what Google is. Mm. I know that because I'm into that kind of thing. But if you ask people what Google is, you know what they're gonna tell you a search engine. Okay, <laughs> that's what they're gonna tell you. No one's gonna tell you it's a number with a one and I think it's infinite yeah. zeros behind it. Yeah. Right?
0: y'all know that. I I knew yes. that just because I had got Google certified, but I did not know that before that. Or right. do I? Did I really care? Right. You know, so I mean I agree
2: with you on that. <laughs> yeah, Google is a search engine. And that's like that's my point. So you may happen to know the meaning behind things, but what is it? It's a search engine, it's a Android, whatever, right? Like it's a product, it's a it's a service and a product that people use. And that's the point I'm trying to make. Like the name of your business man matters, but you put the meaning behind it. So yeah, I'm sure people used to look at Google and not know what it said, or Barack Obama, or Oprah, or all these other things that used to be anonymous, but they built the meaning of it. And so there is some beauty in anonymity because no one knows what CR is unless I tell them, right? Same thing with your personal brand. No one knows who Maria Daniels is until she says, this is what the Maria Daniels brand is. And so when you're trying to build this big, beautiful brand before you get started, because I was stuck there too, it don't matter because all that crap you built and it took you a year, it's going to take you a year to explain to those folks. You know how much easier it is to build the brand while you're building the brand outward? So much easier. You should have foundation, but certainly you should be in control of the messaging of what you want and then also be flexible. I think that's the third thing that stopped me from taking the leap was that I was so rigid because as an employee, you have very clear defined metrics. You have benchmarks and you have goals that are given to you. And so when you start off your business, you treat it like you're an employee. You come in, you got to wake up at 8 a.m., you got to work for eight hours, you can't sleep, you can't go to the bathroom, you got (laughs) to eat at your desk. And so you train your brain (laughs) into believing that you are just a cog in the wheel. The problem is, as a business owner, when you treat it like an employee and there's no boss, stuff don't get done. So you'll be sitting there for eight hours, flapping your wings and not flying because you'll be holding yourself to the desk doing things that don't make you money. They don't bring you joy because... You have you're working like an employee. The boss does things every day to get them closer to goals, but you don't think that way. And so I was so rigid and so serious about it. I had so many meetings when I started my business. I I sat down and had conversations with vendors. Why on earth was I talking? I think I talked to ConvertKit and no shade to ConvertKit. I still use ConvertKit to this day. Why do I let them take up 30 minutes of my day? Everything that they told me was on the website. I think I talked to Sam Cart for an hour one time. Like, and again, they're not paying us, so I'm going to stop name dropping places. The point is, nothing came out of those conversations that wasn't on their website. That's the point I'm trying to make. Mm. But I was convinced that I needed to do these things because that's how I had been in corporate America. The truth is, you're going to change because I'm back at Sam Carr. But I had left Sam Carr and I went to five other places and ended up back there. Right. Because long story short, it just wasn't a good fit at the time. But I thought I had to get one. I had to stick with it. I had to sign a one-year contract. So I'm sourcing contracts, asking for proposals, staying up late looking at proposals for website developers. I could tell you all the things I spent time on. It's not a good use of your time. Free website. Get you uh, Wix has a logo maker. I think it's fifty-five dollars. Get that. Um, Make your logo. You can change it. Like my my logo has changed. I think I'm on my fourth one. Fifth iteration, fourth logo. My last logo I made on Canva.
0: Yeah.
2: You know, and I guess Canva is a site where you can create proposals and logos and flyers. And it's low cost. And it's pretty. It's templates. You paying for access to templates, basically. And that's where I made my last one. And my point that I'm trying to make is that, like, the website. Also, I was stuck in, oh, my God, I need to go website. Y'all go look at my website. That's what I spend money on. Judge me. I judge myself every day. Um, when I think about if that's what I spend my money on. Like it's just that. I mean, it is what it is. Like it's just this is not great in comparison to I make money on Facebook and Instagram. It's a living, breathing document that I can edit as I see fit. So that's where I make my money. It's where I find the most joy. I think those are the places where I was stuck and caught up that. Y'all, again, my website is still public because I paid for it. And I like to use it as a reference of what not to do. Go take a look at it and, and judge me. Send me to your friends in your group chat so you know, <laughs> don't do it.
0: Yeah. <laughs> I, I love that you said that. And I was nodding most of the time <laughs> because I did a lot of those same things. And it's really funny because I do have a business that deals in the digital marketing space. But I'll be the first. to Sometimes people come to me and they're like, you don't need that. You do not need that at this stage in the game. You need to spend your money somewhere else. And I agree with you 100%. Most of the time, a free website is going to be what you need to start out with. Like nine, mm. nine, 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 nine times out of 10. And people try to come to me you know, wanting to do all these things. And I have no problem sending them away because it's not a good idea. I did it too. I mm. thought I had to go big or go home when I first started my business. And you know, coming from corporate, things get done on a big scale. But they have a big budget. I did not. However, I thought that's what I needed to do to quote unquote make it. And all I did was spend my wheels, like you said, and waste a whole lot of money. And I have my phone here because I made some notes on definitely some of the key points that I thought. And one of those was kind of what you're talking about is that, you know, you don't need to have a fancy business plan. You don't need to have, you know, all this working capital. You don't need to have professionally made all the things to get started. You just need to have a basic bullet point on what you're wanting to do, why you're wanting to do it. And the basic steps you need to be able to kind of connect the dots with you and your potential client or customer. And, you know, I think that's the biggest thing is I didn't have working capital. You know, I didn't have this big bank of dough, you know, sitting there to start my business. I did start it with no working capital. I worked and as I worked, I did. I put my money into it. But where I so, I mean, that part was good. But where I screwed up was I was sinking that hard earned money right back in the stuff that was not making me more money. So much mm-hmm. like Chanel was talking about. You know, I would work my hind end off, you know, to be able to get to the point of making this money. And then I turn around and sink it into something that wasn't creating more dollars. So the way that I suggest somebody that's either starting out now or trying to figure out why they're spinning their wheels, maybe you're at that point right now that you're in that point of spinning your wheels is sink your money back into something that's going to make you more dollars because then it just compounds. So, I mean, what I, you know, my number one was right on point with you know what you were talking about on that level now Stacey, do you have anything you want to add in on this because i know we're me and her both are very gabby and i don't want you to feel like i don't want you to sitting back
1: like you don't get a chance to talk no i'm Um, I'm, i love to absorb information and you know i even of course you know i edit the show so i i love that episode i remember you and i were talking about it maria with chanel because i was like the money honey
0: what? I know, I love it. I love the money, honey. I want a <laughs> We need to make shirts to say the
1: money, honey. I would buy one. Make it a group. Make it a group. But okay. um, the thing is, like, what I love that you guys are talking about are these things because I'm literally going through this. Like, literally right now. And that's why I, you know, I felt great to even be on the show today because, you know, it's dealing with that hesitation, dealing with what we think it's supposed to look like. You know, because we're we're comparing and that's the issue. Like we're looking at what everybody else is doing in that sector. You know what I mean? Because we think we have to match it. We think we have to be that thing. You know what I mean? And the thing is, yes. Do we need to do research? Absolutely. But the thing is, sometimes there's a benefit in just starting. And I think it's you know, what I'm absorbing is there's more benefit in understanding your who and your why. And let that carry you. And then as you start to build up your clientele, you take that and I call it the flip where you take the money from that yeah. and you put it back into the business. And it's this constant recycling until it gets bigger and bigger. It's kind of like, you know, a snowball effect. You know, yeah, you start definitely. out with a little bit and those snowflakes just start, com- you know, combining. And all of a sudden at the end, you're like, all of a sudden now you're doing a TED talk and you're like, how, what, what happened in the last six years? You know what I mean? But. I think that's the thing. It's like, we get so stuck in that analysis paralysis state and like so many things. I think that's just like human nature, you know, to be like, I want to make sure I do this right. I don't want to waste any money. Look, there, there's going to be moments where you might waste some money. Ooh, <laughs> you know, there's going to be, yeah, yeah, <laughs> there's going to be time yeah. for you to waste time. But I think well, it has to happen because you need to learn. <laughs> well,
2: I, <laughs> I want to jump in and, and, and say something. Cause I want to, if you are freshly, preparing to start a business. I want to make sure we frame this properly. You Mm. don't waste money. You take a risk. And I think it's a very important (laughs) distinction. It takes, there's no fault in learning. Mm. And if you're serious about being successful, you need to understand risk. Every dollar you spend, risk. Every dollar you take in, risk. Mm. Reward, but risk. Because Not this episode, we're going to talk about taking on clients that you don't want to take on, but you need the money. Um, risk every new client you take on is a risk. We talk about the rewards, but we don't talk about risk enough. Mm. So, you don't waste money, you just take risk. And I like that that is not said enough in business circles. We talk about mistakes, Mm. lessons. Um, we we, we don't say that enough. Like, I could tell you, God. What have I spent money on? Oh, I wanted to build this big course. And so I, I signed up. I paid $400 for the specific platform to put my course up on the platform only to discover what made me decide to work in that platform wasn't available as a discounted rate that I had paid. And when I went to go get a refund, they refused to allow me to have a refund because they said that it was it wasn't listed in the perks. So I spent, you know, this money to put in this platform and I felt burned. And so much so that I stopped working on that component, but now Mm. I'm back and better than ever. I'm about to leverage where I spent money at, at the time I had the money and in hindsight, it was a unnecessary risk at the time, but it's a reward for me now because I have access to it Mm. and I don't have to do the research I did because back then I had way more time to do research. Now I just need to know where to go. And now I don't have any risk associated with that because I paid for it. Um, there's no more time cost for research. There's no more financial cost for this platform. I'm done paying for it for 10 months. So in 10 months, I'll have to make a decision about whether I'm going to stay or not. But I took the risk at the wrong time, but it paid off. Mm. That's important. And another thing that you said that I want to make sure that people don't get caught up in is knowing who they are and who they want to serve. Some days I don't know exactly who I am. Sometimes I look in the mirror and I'm like, who are you? Like, <laughs> you get here, okay? Like, there are some days where I'm just like totally in identity crisis for no reason at all. I'm a woman. I'm entitled. Um, And then there are some days where I wake up and I'm like, hey, look at this. Look at you, girl. Like, hair all over my head. And I'm just like feeling amazing. I mm. don't need to know who you are. You don't. And I think that that is also fluid. Who I was. Five years ago, is not who I am today. And I'm clear on who I am, but I'm also in such a space that I'm confident enough to change as I need to. Mm. And I think the, the people's necessity to know is mm. what stops them. Like, And I hate, oh, God, I'm on a tangent. I'm sorry. We talk about niching because we're here, right? So you're a service-based provider, and people tell you, niche, what's your niche? Who do you serve? How do you serve them? I hate that question. And then they say things to you like, What do you love? I also hate that question Hey bro, I'm miserable I've been miserable for 10 years I've been working this job for 10 years with people I hate In a chair that's uncomfortable and a dress that's too small And quite frankly these clothes suck I don't know what I love I don't even know what I like Why would you ask me that question? And so the question should be Is What do you do well? What do people come to you for? Well if you're miserable and you aren't happy They come to you for things y'all want to do in the first place So why are you asking me that you hate me you just want to remind me of how miserable i am right and the truth is that like these questions used to work they don't work anymore uh, if you're trying to figure out how you want to serve people think about the things that bring you joy start there and not everything that brings you joy gets you paid as much as you love knitting you probably won't be the million dollar knitter but have a blast maybe you could teach knitting classes and that can grow on a scale and we could talk about that but Substantively, everything that you enjoy doing shouldn't have a cost attached to it because it ruins it, right? I enjoy going on hikes. If people pay me to teach them how to hike, they die. But beyond that, um, <laughs> you know, it just wouldn't be an enjoyable experience. I'd be like, I don't know if you should climb up there or not. What did the say? Did the shoes say you can climb up there? And then we would all be <laughs> together. So, like, I enjoy hiking, I love it. I could do it every day, but I understand that under no circumstances should I try to monetize that today. Years from now that'll change, but today that's where I am. The things that you enjoy though, they have something in common and they'll speak to the kind of leadership that you want to have. And maybe from there you can find like I like to be in groups or I enjoy being creative. Like there are, there's gonna always be a common string of things you dislike. So instead of Putting the pressure of being paid for your hobbies, what are the common things about the things you enjoy? Are they daytime things? Are they nighttime things? Because you do this all day. Do you think about it when you're not doing it? Like those are revealing introspective questions that don't put pressure on you. And then when you think about who you can serve, you know, who do you care about a lot? Like, is there a segment of the population that you could help anytime without the pressure of being paid, right? Like, and for me, no shade. I'm not, I like teaching people things. I cannot work with children full-time today. Like, that's just not my ministry. I do enjoy working with high-performing professionals. I can do that every day. I love that. I enjoy it. Like, I have 10 nieces and nephews. I love them to death. I can spend all day with them, right? But they go home to their parents, and I'm not required for, like, forming their brains and helping them be intellectuals. Like, that's just not my skill set. But Mm -hmm. I know that I I enjoy spending time with them. Again, I enjoy it. Can I be paid for it? Should I be paid for it? No. Right? And so as you're trying to like circle through evolution to figure out how your personhood is meant to be, you know, remembered, don't extend the pressure to things like take the money off the table and find out what do you have in common with the things that you enjoy? And -hmm. that for me bought me the peace because i you know the things that i do well i am a lot of it. like a lot of things i do really well and i learn fast so what i don't do well i can learn to do well and then that's how it is for most professionals we land in some environment but it often doesn't speak to exactly what you do well maria has a marketing company she has a farm she has a cafe she has seven children and a husband. <laughs> and I'm sure there's so many more things that I haven't mentioned That she I, was. Right? I was just listening
0: to you talk about how you're not good with children. I started thinking I'm not either. Uh, <laughs> right. I'm not that good with them. Right. It, <laughs> and I was like, should I say that? Then I decided It's okay, but
2: the, but there's a truth that is associated with that, like knowing that your maternal mm. instinct extends to your kids. And that's it. And that's okay, right? Like it's that level of honesty that I think that no one extends to professionals because corporations don't say to you if you're unhappy doing business audits and your passion is marketing let's get you over there they don't Mm, no and they keep you in audit even though your passion might be for marketing and vice versa like no shade to any corporation is they hire you for a job they expect you to fulfill it and so we think of success as a monolithic uh journey and it's not because i do business coaching and coach a lot of their jobs I do Airbnb. I also have my investment licenses. Don't ask me for investment advice. But, you know, I enjoy, don't, because so I'm just going to tell you that I can't help you. Um, but I really enjoy investing. So I am in the process of purchasing some tax properties. I've just recently recently acquired an investment property. So, like, these are things that I enjoy. And I guess at the, at the core, they're real estate. What does real estate provide for me? Because I want to walk people through this process so you can understand how I got here. I enjoy high turnover. So Airbnb is for me. I absolutely love hosting people. Airbnb and real estate does that for me. I love interior design. I could literally look at art all day. I do. So it allows me to express myself through art and do that kind of thing and get paid for it. I love the idea of helping people you know, come to Chicago or wherever I am and have a great experience. So Airbnb checks all the boxes. Um, My investment property, I honestly just fell into it because I was like, hey, you know, I like projects. I like high paced, high turnover things. And I like the idea of like short term customer interaction. So Airbnb does that. You know, my investment property will all be great for a few months and I'm going to flip it and move on. Um, That is like what I've learned about myself and Mm has allowed me the freedom to look for those things in all spaces. So I'm not really concerned about if it's Airbnb. I mean, in six months, it might be, I don't know, with something that has nothing to do with real estate. I may decide that I absolutely love coaching Christians through through grief. I don't expect that to happen, but maybe it's where I end up, right? But the tenants of that will probably be people who are trying to stop grieving, not people who are trying to get through grieving. They're ready for their next chapter. I know that about myself. I enjoy working with people who are going through transformations. It took me time to get there, though. At the start, um, I just wanted to be a business coach. I wanted to help people start their business. My first podcast was Maria's podcast. And if you go back... Really?
1: That was your first one?
2: Yeah. That's crazy. Um, (laughs) Yeah. Many, many moons ago. You can go back and listen and again laugh at me send it on, No, off. you were great. That's why I'm oh, surprised. I thought I was good. Yeah, I thought I was... <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, 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 have, I have not been back and watched it since I went back and watched it. But the point is, like, I just started seeking out ways to express myself and to learn more and grow and get comfortable. Mm. And Maria and I were in a Facebook group. She put up the link. I signed up. The rest was history. You know, and I consistently, as I am increasing my speaking and wanting to be better on camera, i actually love when people put up those posts to get on because i'm able to just freely express myself with courtesy because they know that it's newer for them too and we get to grow and develop as professionals in a space that's safe even though it's public yeah. it's still safe and so i know i've talked for like 10 minutes i say all that to say for the people who are looking to take the leap please I laugh at myself daily, but like understand that this confidence that you see is fluid. There are some days, I mean, most days I'm confident, but there are some days I'm just like, holy moly, guacamole, you quit your job, you're going to be poor. And then there are days where I'm like, embarrassment of riches, grab my champagne bottles. Like, And mostly it is, and I just kind of, I give myself the grace to... Want to pop bottles like a rap star and also eat ramen? Like whatever happens that day, I just kind of go. At the,
1: for the same it. time.
2: Yeah, so sometimes, sometimes it is ramen and champagne. Listen, you know what? It's all
0: about balance, right? It's
1: all right. balance. I love it.
0: And it. I
2: mean, I'm sure the two of you, I'm going to stop talking now, but I'm sure the two of you can relate. Like, yeah, is not, we
0: gotta, <laughs> right.
1: It's oh, my, it's interesting. <laughs> I was just going
0: to say my favorite thing that people say to me whenever they're wanting me to kind of work with them. And especially if they're just new to business ownership. And they're like, I'm just really excited about this because, you know, I'm just excited about being able to, you know, be my own boss and make my own money. And, you know, I'm just really excited about really being able to like write my own paycheck. And I'm sitting there thinking, you're gonna be writing your own paycheck probably for a little bit for a hot minute. You're Mm -hmm. gonna be actually physically writing, you know, I, I I can't tell you how many times I had to write my business money because, you know, over here I'm waiting to get paid. So I'm having to actually finance it all. And I think a lot of people that are new to the business world don't realize that that is a plausibility early on with a new business. And I know that now because I've started so many businesses that now I know that there's going to be a short amount of time that I'm financing the business. So I'm my own investor within my own business. But, you know, early on, you don't know what you don't know. So unless you've had somebody like us sit there and go, you're going to be broke, you're going to be eating ramen, you're going to be lucky if you can, roll some pennies to buy some champagne to go with the ramen, you know, it's just going to happen. Uh, but if it is your passion, if it's something that you're wanting to do, then it's worth it. And I think that's the biggest thing. And I, I love that, Chanel, you're talking about niching down and stuff because I understand I'm in marketing. So I understand the why, the need, right. to, need to know who you're talking to. But I've hated that question too, because it depends. It depends on who I am at that very moment, it Man. depends on what I want to do at that very moment. If you've listened to my show at, at any um like period of time, you probably have noticed, and Stacy definitely can tell you because she knows more about my shows than I do. but <laughs> like that what I decide I'm wanting to focus on or what I'm caring about at the moment, it changes high level now value-wise and priority-wise, it stays the same. My, It's, you know, my own happiness, my, you know, family, you know, all those things like most of us, but, you know, higher level, what I decide I'm wanting to focus on, it changes. If I decide I want to, you know, focus on this over here, because this is of interest to me, then I do that. And I think one of the things I noticed in the business world is just that mentality that once you decide on something that you have to stick with it and you can't change. And that's another thing that I'm, you know, pretty adamant on speaking out against. If you're, if you have started your business and you started out you know, on, on path A and you decided path A sucks and you don't want path A anymore and you want to see what path B is like, stop. Pivot yeah. and go down path B. I'm tired of you know, that. I think there's a lot of that that goes on. It's like, no, you just keep on the grind. You just keep going. Even though, like I was talking about earlier, you're freaking miserable and you hate every second of it. Why do you keep hustling and why do you keep going down the path if you're miserable? I okay. think it's okay to stop. You know, you just ask yourself why you're stopping. Are you stopping because you've got this, you know, this imposter syndrome that you're feeling down on yourself for that minute? Or are you still are you wanting to stop because you absolutely hate it and it's not bringing you joy? And I think those are important things to say.
1: Absolutely. Like I definitely had that experience with my show. I had Waste Off Podcasts like you were there for it, (laughs) Maria. You know, I went from that idea of what I thought. I was as a podcaster and what I thought podcasting or how podcasting served me and my listeners and then I was like, well, why why are you doing this? Like I had to sit with myself and really ask myself like why do you keep showing up? Like what what are you looking for? And I was like, well, I want to help people. Well, how are you going to do that? And I was like, uh I don't know. And I had to like really ask myself and that I don't know moment felt really weird. <laughs> it felt really weird. But once I realized that, oh, you know, the, the reason for this is because I went through a tough time, and I want to share the information I learned with others. Oh, okay, now that helped me to find who I wanted as a guest. Because before, it's kind of like what you guys are probably going to be talking about in the next couple of weeks. But I was starting to have people on my show just to have people on my show. I'm like, all right, you have a following. Let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. Yeah, and I could see that in a business. It's like, You got a couple dollars. All right, let's go, let's go, let's go, let's go. And then all of a sudden, you're like, this person, you know, is is acting outside of your priorities and values. And you're like, okay, well, now you're you're there to make that decision. Like, do I stay because of the money? Because I got to pay this, or do I, you know? And that's something I guess you guys will talk later. But for me, I had to realize like, I had to shift the type of guest I was having on my show because I knew I wanted a certain type of vision a certain type of value to provide to somebody going through a tough time. And that's how I started to transition into price on purpose. So I'm pretty sure, you know, it, it, I guess, you know, what we're, we're kind of like wrapping around is being okay with that unknown moment. You know what I mean? Because I think, you know, even for me with the business, I want to start, you know, I'm sitting here just like, who's going to buy it? (laughs) Why would they buy it? You know? they're going to buy it from me, (laughs) you know, things like that. And that doubt starts to come up. But I guess, you know, that voice is going to be there. But I think if you really sit with yourself and focus on the value in a sense, like how is this going to help somebody? You know, you're thinking about what problems they have in that Avenue that you'll, you'll get there. Absolutely.
2: You'll get there. And I think the term is scared for doing anyway. I think. My success has always been, what's the term I heard last week? No safety net. And so mm. the, the team I'm creating, it's like a bunch of business folks that I want to get small um, Facebook group together and there's no safety net, like people who are just willing to jump in head first and figure it out. Because I think that the more, you know, the harder it is for you to make decisions. I always say this, if I'm in a hurry. I don't go to Walmart. And I don't. The reason why I don't go is well. Let me take edit that word out. When I'm in a hurry, I don't go to big box stores. And the reason why I don't go to big box stores is because I'm in a hurry. I need to be able to make decisions quickly, and there are too many choices. When you talk about analysis paralysis, typically it's because you have an embarrassment of riches in your brain. You have too many choices. You have the honeymoon kicking in. Every time you have an idea, you're so proud of yourself that your idea and now you're imagining yourself driving that Rolls Royce and sitting on the bed eating Cheerios. And so I think that I've learned about myself that and I think any consumer, if I'm stuck, mm-hmm. right? So I'm trying to figure out what I need to do next. I want help and I'll tell you how you can niche down. My ebook walks you through how to figure out your target audience that's it it doesn't try to make you no. money it doesn't try to provide you resources on information it says if you want to niche down this is a booklet for you i don't offer you anything else you want to know who your niche is bam you want to know about the artist storytelling bam right and i think that when you're trying to decide what to do take away your safety net and dive in because the truth is you know Maybe you're free falling, but most of the time you learn how to fly. You will never ever know what you're capable of until you start trying to figure out what you're capable of. Right. And I mean, to be fair, like I, I'm okay with the fact that I can't do everything. I've learned that being really good at what I'm good at is enough for me. You know, being a coach, I love, love, love coaching people, um, out of that comfort zone and into a better life. I do. I like that particular person. I don't have any interest in your professional career. None. Like if people say, oh, you've had so many careers. You can teach people how to shift careers. Yeah, no, I was miserable. So I was hopping around. I just wasn't willing to like reduce my lifestyle to make money. But again, I have no interest in it. I could. I could probably help you write your resume. I could help you get a job. But like, I don't want to do that. Right. And so I think the important thing is to understand that like, when you're on this journey, you're going to try a lot of stuff. You're gonna be a lot of different people, and it doesn't matter how many different people you are publicly. People can't keep count. And then, you know, when it comes to success, like maybe you'll be like Oprah. Oprah's in media the whole time, but if you don't know Oprah's story, and this is my favorite part of Oprah's story, is that so she was being a newscaster, she wanted more, more of a, she wanted her own segment, right? And so they ended up giving her a segment that nobody wanted, and it, she didn't really feel she, she wasn't. I imagine she was probably offended by it because she knew she deserved better and could do more. She did it, and it was a community reporting, so she'd go out and report on things like toy giveaways and all that jazz, but she realized that that was the kind of work that she loved. Her small Oprah segment, so Oprah's show started off as a segment that nobody wanted, and she turned it into a billion dollars. You know, And so I think that it's um, you know, still using her skills That she already had in a way that she didn't really think she wanted to, but she said yes. So as we're trying to escape boredom and escape misery, I'll give you two pieces of advice that somebody gave me, which was if you're miserable at your job, start getting good at it. It sounds counterintuitive, but I was miserable, like rock bottom miserable. Didn't want to get out the bed, didn't want to do my hair, didn't really have any investment in my job. And so somebody said, Oh, you want to change? You have to change. Yep. I started doing my hair every day. I started doing my makeup. I started ironing my clothes. And I came suited and booted. Not every too far.
1: Day. Suited and booted.
2: Yeah, every day. It's not too far, Maria. And I got really, really good at my job. And so what that did was <laughs> it allowed me to take myself more seriously. Mm. And I started to enjoy outwardly who i was i started projecting who i wanted to be which is somebody Mm -hmm. who was put together and happy so if you're miserable in your job step one stop being miserable do your hair speak up say start saying hello to everybody even the people you don't like shock them shake the table say Mm -hmm. good morning to every person from the security guard everybody to your desk and then if it's quiet say good morning everyone i hope we have a great day Shake, shake, shake it up. Shock the system. Like, turn yourself into a beacon of light and you will shine and your light don't miss you. So, if you shine a light on other folks, it'll shine on you too. I it's can. inevitable. And the second thing is say yes. Like, misery has no curiosity. You're very clear about what makes you miserable, you have zero curiosity. So say yes. Somebody invites you to a restaurant you know you're not going to like because you looked at me and you didn't like. Go. (laughs) Get curious. Even if you don't get some French fries, go. And say, I'm going to have a good time. And invest in always making sure that you have a good time. And say yes. Be like Oprah. Say yes to an opportunity that allows you to use your skills that maybe you didn't think Mm -hmm. um, would serve you. And look at her. You know, she knew she was destined to be somebody better. And she just walked the path. She didn't turn her back on herself. But she did something that, you know, maybe she didn't think she was suited for. Michael Jordan got cut from the basketball team. I remember um, the lady with the big red hair. What's her name? Um, she's a comedian. I can never think of her name. Oh, um, oh man. Kathy Gifford is like her name. Oh, Kathy,
0: Kathy, Griffin?
2: Was like Kathy Giff- Griffin? Griffin. Griffin. I'm, a, I'm always yeah. one off. Um, she... <laughs> did a bunch of temp jobs before she finally got on as a comedian. And she talked about how even like, I think after her first big role, she lost some money. And so she had to like pivot back up. And so the point is that like, she went through a bunch of different jobs. You talk to people who have slept in their car and they've done all Mm -hmm. these things by all means, don't lose a roof over your head. But the point is you have to say yes to things to get to where you want to be. Otherwise no means I'm staying. Yeah, that's what no is. But if you say yes, that means I'm willing to move forward. So yeah. get curious and say yes as much as you can. I mean, obviously not to do things that harm you, but there is much more success behind the word yes mm-hmm. than there is behind the word no.
0: True. Absolutely. One hundred percent. Except for the ironing, I just will steam my clothes. I will not iron. But other than that, <laughs> absolutely yes. And and you know, I guess for me, I'm a jumper. I always have been a jumper. I'm like, let's try it. I have no idea if I'm going to fall on my face or what's going to happen, but I'm just naturally a jumper. There's negatives to that too that we'll get into later, but all in all, like, you know, high level, it's worked out for me because most of the time, the worst that have, the worst thing that happens, I figure out that I actually absolutely hate it. You know, I may lose a little bit of money, but my key on that is never invest more in a project than you can afford to lose. Mm-hmm. like you mentioned earlier chanel it's always a risk it doesn't matter what you're doing there's always a level of risk and you have to be comfortable with that level of risk just don't risk more than you can afford to lose i've, I've mm-hmm. lost them um, but i've never lost more than i can afford to lose because i've never bet more risked more than i could afford to lose and i think that's the key for me um i've gotten better at it and learned some hard lessons by falling on my face i figured out that just because it looks fun on Pinterest doesn't not mean that it's fun for me in real life. You know, there's lots of that. Pinterest will freaking screw you up if you're not good. I got a whole lot of stories on that, but be like, it looks so good, so easy. And I can try it, and I'm like, God, no, you know, and i started some businesses that they didn't fail, but they would would have if I hadn't had people buy because there's, there was two businesses at a boutique and I had a screen printing company that technically didn't quote unquote fail, but my God, they would have if somebody hadn't bought them because was out of my element you know i'm a jumper but i had jumped in head first and i knew like beep not very much about either of those industries i'm like it's business how hard can it be i can do business you know and it's some industries you definitely want to make sure you actually know a little bit about the industry before you get in there but i mean I, i learned a lot every experience that i gained i was able to learn a lot and i think you know i mentioned when we first started the show that usually there's kind of two levels of people people that are too nervous to start anything and then people like me that dive head first and crack their head <laughs> a few times. And, you know, either way, you're learning things. You're learning a little bit right. more about yourself. You're learning if you sit on a project that you had way too long and then you let, launch it out there and it just falls to the ground because the market's gone in that industry now because you've worked on it for five years. You know, you learn something. And if you decide to start this business that you did like, you know, five minutes of research on and you fell on your face and lost the money, you learn something. So, you know, I really think that, all in all, there needs to be a healthy level of deciding, you know, what you want to do, why you're wanting to do it, you know, basically a uh, outlined version of how you're going to do it, and you know, wh- what is your the vision for it? Because a lot of it, um, I teach a course called Ugly Launch, and you know, a lot of what we talk about in there is just the idea that it's always going to be a little bit ugly. It doesn't matter if you planned it for five years; you launch it, out, it's going to be a little bit ugly because you're beta testing out, you're figuring out what's Working and all those things it's always going to be a little bit ugly, and that's okay. And that's the reason that, you know, most of the time there's not going to be a reason to spend five years working on your brand new coaching program because you have no idea, you know, what the reaction is going to be, and you're going to need to tweak it and, you know, perfect it, quote unquote, along the way. So I I want to go real quick because we've got about seven minutes left, and I want to go through it um, and just give a couple of each of us give a couple of highlight points on, you know, some key things to think about when you're thinking about either starting your business or launching your business to not get lost in the weeds, but to go ahead and just launch it out there. And um, Stacey, I know you're starting your business. And that was one of the reasons I was excited to have you on here today because you're, you're fresh meat. I want to hear from you first before we give you your cheat sheet answers. But what are some things, since you haven't actually done it yet, what are some things right, right now that are maybe hanging you up on getting stuff launched out? And then yeah, good question can give your
1: advice yeah it's it's literally you know even yesterday it's funny because uh dean graziosi had like a zoom call and i was like oh i gotta watch this i need it's something i need to know (laughs) and the funny thing is like after the whole thing it it came to what we're discussing today you know it's do it (laughs) but don't deep don't like nosedive but like Take some chances. Like, don't be so afraid. And that that's what my thing is. My thing is, are people going to buy this? You know what I mean? Because it sounds great in my head. It sounds fantastic. Like, I could see all these great things happening. Like, But, and I've had moments where it did already work. So I know it, it can work, but am I in the right market for this? Like, am I going to deliver this the way in order for it to sell? You know what I mean? Can I live off of this? You know, is this something eventually that I can grow into something that can become a salary? That's some things that I think about. But most importantly, I want to be able to uh, teach it, help people, and then be able to walk away. I don't want it to be like, they're like, uh, please, you know, become an employee. Because I'm be like, nope, I got to help somebody else. I got to share this information elsewhere. So those are like some of the like key things that are like floating around in my head. And I'm trying to be like, be quiet, be quiet. I got to work on this thing. Just be <laughs> quiet.
2: <laughs> I guess my advice would be to people who are like starting off is tell strangers. Don't tell your friends. Don't tell your mom. Tell your mother last. Friends <laughs> and your family love enough to keep you broken single. Let them be the last to find out. Um, that's my first piece of advice. They're not your target demographic. They don't owe you their money or their time. So They're not supporting you. They're just you're just not for them. Allergies. Um, (laughs) Thank you. (laughs) All right, goodness. Um, I mean, we on screen. I have to qualify it. So that be step one is tell strangers. Mm -hmm. Step two is do the research. Create a Google Doc and anywhere you can. Sit the Google Doc and asking people for feedback who you think who you'd want to help. And three, put it out there. Like. The faster you start, the, the less likely it is that what you're offering is going to be stale. And I guess the last one is the market is not saturated. Competition is security. You know, if you Donald's is across the street from Burger King and down the street from Popeye's, that's across from KFC. There's a reason for that. People will know that this is where they go. And the more people can feel like they're informed consumers and they have consistency in the products, the more likely it is that you're going to be able to make money. So the market is not saturated. It's waiting on you. Those would be like the keys. Stop talking to your family, you know, about your personal business and your professional business, because they they mean well, but they can't help you. Mm-hmm. Um, and most of the time you're talking to people who, you know, don't even have what you want. You're asking for relationship advice from people who don't have the marriages or you're asking, telling people about money who don't have any. Or if they have it, they're not giving it to you. And you're seeking out <laughs> advice from people who, like, are below you. Period. Right. So take take the leap. Like that's my advice. And the same thing I would say to you is like start telling people you have an idea. Like you're beating around the bush. You should be on here telling people what your idea is. Like you're failing by not Mm. telling people what your idea is. Every time you get in the room, you need to tell people, I'm about to change lives by doing X. And you gotta be so audacious. People are like, She said she's changing lives. Yes, (laughs) I'm about to change your life. Like you gotta have audacity in everything that you do. That's it. That's all I, got. I
1: like
0: yeah. it. And I, I like that you said, tell people what you do. Cause I have seen all so often people are like, I have this great I can't, I don't want to tell anybody because they think somebody is going to steal their like, idea. Steal it, yeah. and I'm like, <laughs> I have, I have yet to see an idea that was as unique as people think it is. Right. It doesn't mean it's not good. It doesn't mean people aren't going to pay you money for it. It just means it's not as unique as you think it is. And the difference typically in the idea is your own secret sauce that you put on it and that mm. comes from you and they're not you, So stop worrying about it. Stop worrying about somebody stealing your idea. I mean, because even if they tried to steal it, it's not going to be the exact same as exactly. you did. It. Yeah. So there, there's that. And then, I mean, I think, you know how I am with why, why and purpose is my biggest thing. And I think mm. because I chased after, Oh, this is a great business idea. This will make X amount of dollars. And I always thought about it you know, intangible ideas. And it and it made money, but I would get the money and I'd be like, well, it still sucks. I hate this. And I would move on to the next thing. And it wasn't until I started only making decisions that dug right into my values and my priorities and what I felt my purpose at that moment was, because like I said earlier, it can change and that's okay. But when I started doing that, that changed things. And I think, I know you all that at this point, Stacey, that we talk a lot and so I'm a little bi- biased on this, but I feel like as long as you're going with your purpose and you're going with a lot of the advice that Chanel gave as well, I think you've got this. I really do. And I think you just just start getting it, but one fit in front of the other. And if you hit a point where it's not working, go back over your list to figure out where it's messing up, figure out if you mm-hmm. need to tweak things and keep moving forward because it's, you're going to trip and fall. Mm-hmm. But you don't actually fail unless you just completely stop because you tripped and fall.
1: Fell. Right. You know,
0: it's okay to stop if you hate it. But don't stop just because you trip and fell. And
1: right. I, and you I
0: feel and a lot fall. of
2: people do that. When you trip and fall, don't you say no? Right? You'd be like, No, mm. I just fail. Because all the failure <laughs> is in the nose. Right? right. Yeah, I just said that. Full oh, yeah. So get started. Start telling people.
1: All, all right. I gotta get them band aids on my face, just like fall. All, right. all right, got it. Yeah. Thanks, it, guys. It. This is a great show. I appreciate you. Okay. You got a war pay. yeah.
2: I'm gonna look for you on Facebook. I want you to tell people whatever it is. Just tell people. All right. Because once you like, and you have to. uh,
0: Actually,
2: that's a challenge. See, we can challenge.
0: Uh, Yeah. Challenge.
2: Uh, Why you have been challenged? You have. You gotta have audacity. I
0: promise. Yeah,
1: you're right.
2: Because it's not about listen. There are a lot of Mm. unskilled or less skilled folks who are rich because they had audacity. True. You don't need. To be perfect, you need to get started, and you are stuck. And no, you know, and it's it start saying yes. Say yes, I'm going to post about it today. Yes, I'm going to tell a stranger.
1: All right, hold on. So, and if me.
2: you don't want, to, and then you need to go to a coffee shop, and then you know people chat you up and you say, hey, you know, I'm practicing this thing where I'm telling people what my business is. You have five seconds or ten seconds. i just going to tell you what my business is, and people will listen to you. They're going to think that's true. Not, so that's okay. But the reality is that like strangers are going to buy your
0: product. Are they not?
1: So, they are. Yeah.
0: You comfortable to strangers. I know where there's a good coffee shop in Ohio. I heard so you can come to that
1: one. What's it called? The vault? Called the vault. <laughs> the yeah. vault you, Cafe. I heard it's pretty good. <laughs> yeah, I'm just saying. I heard the
0: taste of the I do. do. Do, do, So, yeah. So, you've been challenged. And I really think that we should check back with you to see. Actually, tag us. Yeah. You should do it. Riff. Tag us. That way, it's, yes. So, you've been. Oh, no, let's make
2: this official. You got to post digital. about it every day. Every day.
0: every day every day, every day,
1: every day, day. I every have
2: day. Seven points. I don't care every day. Listen up okay. to Annie. This is not for weak oh. people. That's listen for not ready. I'm ready.
1: I'm ready.
2: So every day we need I need you to tell me what it is, okay. what you're doing with it, and okay. I need a behind the scenes post. I want you to show right. me if it's just an Who why. Right. Okay. Right. We need you to be very I love intentional. It. About this thing, and no, oh, uh, and none of that
1: mess was you got plan on out your, your right now. No, no, plan oh, no, out I'm content. I'm good. I will literally every post day. something right now every day. <laughs> okay, do it, you every Absolutely. No, I got no, I got good backing behind me. I mean, I, I appreciate you guys. I mean. You're you're absolutely right. I gotta get it out of my head, and it is what it is, and that's why I love listening to this show. Like no, when I edit it, it's
2: not. An, it is what it is. It is I am about to. No, no. Oh, no. you have audacity, what? Lord. <laughs> me. This like, is like uh, What it is? Uh, it is this uh, the This is you know ready for market.
1: Okay. okay. It is All right, let's audacity.
2: Go. <laughs> it is ready yeah. for market. I'm going to change people's lives with my skill and my ability to do whatever this mystery thing is. Marshmallow <laughs> roast. I don't care. But like whatever is it is it is, fry, it really, really It's, an air, it's air an air fryer, baby. I'm kidding. I really hope it's marshmallow. If it's air fryer, honey, if it's an air fryer, it's not, that's fine too. It's not an air fryer. <laughs> um, but it is not. It's what it is. Like You can't just throw your success off to the wind and hope no, you're right. that, Like yeah. people will catch the sand. No. Yep.
0: Like, no. If you don't believe it, nobody's going to believe it. That's true. Yeah. If you're like, oh, I got this thing, and I think it's okay. If you don't have to buy it, if you don't want to, because I know it kind of sucks, and you probably don't want to pay that. You don't want to do that because people are gonna be like, what? If they don't even believe it, why should gonna I? Give be you like, all right, I will You be like, you need this <laughs> because if you don't do this now, you know you're gonna regret it forever. You know you need to believe it. I agree with Chanel one hundred percent. And uh, every day, I love the every day. I love that you up the ante on that because that makes me happy on the inside.
1: And her on
0: it. Yes, she did. <laughs> She's oh, like, shit, I'm posting it once every
2: Maria, day. Yeah. We're going to end the show with Stacy telling us what this mystery unicorn is, and then we're going to tell everybody <laughs> to have a great day. So Stacy, we already go with All right, Let me take this hot. off, because it's She's <laughs> sweating. She's sweating. Like i All right, that's I'm what
0: I'm doing I'm literally right. sweating. Right. We need hot seat. We okay. You knew it was called the hot seat. You've heard
1: it back. It's called the hot yeah. seat. You're in the hot oh, seat. This thing?
0: All
1: right. So pretty much what I will be doing is customer care coaching and all right. Customer care coaching and leadership coaching, pretty much showing how I use my customer care skills to change my life, whether it's in communication and relationships. So pretty much what I'm doing is teaching people the structure of a phone call so that they can actually better utilize their time and transition out of what I call the problem zone into the solution zone of a phone call. There
0: you go. Okay. That's needed. I've talked to some people on the phone and they don't know what they're
2: doing. Yeah. So So it's the price method. You're going to start teaching people? It's price Price of coaching.
0: Price
2: Price method. That's it. It's the price method. You got to name it. It's yours. It is. Y'all's asking if you to name it, that's yeah, all the, right. the Stacy method, or it's the SP method. I like price. It yeah. is price <laughs> method. Me too. It's the price <laughs> method. So you're yeah. going tell people price you want to teach them the price method of being excellent closers. Because that's what you teach teaching. Absolutely. You, right? How to be yeah. closers on the phone. Yeah. And that's the audacity. And now you've taken a Band-Aid off, so now we know what the unicorn is. It's the price there method. You go. The unicorn for my business is the price method. Just like absolutely. that, y'all. Magic. Our first hot seat. <laughs> Poor Stacy. Um, it's been a pleasure. I'm closing the show, even though it's not my show, because we over. It's your show, too. Go with
1: it's your show, too. Absolutely. I love
2: you. Please, if you see Stacy on social media, give us some encouragement. We stressed her out. It's <laughs> just come on and be encouraging, and we turned it on to her. Send her some love and light. We appreciate you. We here every Tuesday. We're gonna be doing the same thing to other businesses. Please go and get started because we need you. Someone out here is suffering because you're being selfish with your gifts. Mm. That is it. I am Chanel. I have my lovely hosts Maria and Stacy. Have a good week, y'all. Bye.
1: Later, guys. Bye.